0: Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you, from that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's, it's Dudes on, Dudes on hockey. hockey. He is now accepting callers, he is calling me Dude. DUDE!
1: And now, your hosts, Mike and Doug.
0: Dude. Welcome to Dudes on Hockey Podcast, I'm Mike, that's Doug. Good news is... What's the good news? The good news is that we're back from Vegas, dude. We did live. We through,
1: did live through Vegas. Through Vegas. The bad news is the Sharks did not survive our trip to Vegas.
0: No. They,
1: they did not. Sharks out in six games to the Edmonton Oilers, as everybody knows by this point. Dude. dude. Um
0: Yeah. Dude. Uh, that's
1: right. duty Scott. Not good. <laughs> Not good. We haven't heard that in a while. We haven't, dude. I think it's time to bring back some of these sound effects. You got another one here that might cheer us up.
0: Bubba <laughs> How about another one, dude? Bubba No, no, nothing. There. Nothing. Nothing there. Okay, I guess some of these <laughs> buttons don't work anymore. How about there? <laughs> there we go. That's way better. Um, dude. I mean. I'm
1: not sure where to even begin here because there's a ton of injuries to discuss uh, now that the the man behind the curtain has been revealed and we found out that the Sharks, we suspected two of them were playing with major injuries. We were correct. Actually, Joe Thornton's was worse than I think that maybe we may have thought. Of course. no um, Who would have
0: thought that he could play on a torn ACL and MCL? Who does that? Joe Thornton. Apparently. <laughs>
1: Logan Couture playing with facial fractures in two different places and basically total mouth destruction. Right. Patrick Marleau had a broken thumb. Tomas Hurdle had a broken foot. And Jonas Donskoi separated his shoulder twice, two different times over the last month of the season. Yeah, it's not good. So um, in a way, it explains the ineffectiveness of those players and of the team at times down the stretch, I mean, most of these injuries happened pretty late. Yeah, the sharks were still there; were they were already spinning out of control by that point. That's true. But
0: De- DeBoer said that the sharks just ran out of gas. That was the term he used.
1: Yeah, and uh, I would agree with that. I think that there are there was a fundamental problem with the sharks this year before the end of the season even came around, and that was their inability to score consistently and their total nightmare of a power play. Yes. And I I think when you step back and you realize that the Sharks played with five players playing with pretty significant injuries, their power play, other than Game 4, was one for 18 in the right. series.
0: That was the set I was going to pull out as well. That Game 4 was... While satisfying as a 7 nothing blowout, it was an anomaly.
1: Completely. It was entertaining. We enjoyed every moment of it sure. from Vegas. But um was not an, a, a good indication of what this series really was. And I think as we're sort of breaking down the series, if you go game by game, dude, the Sharks in Game 1 surprised. Yes. Right? Yeah. The Sharks in game two, when the Oilers played physically, they were unable to score in six power plays and they gave up two shorties. So the power play literally killed them.
0: Yes. Yeah. In every way.
1: It killed them. They they were sunk in the power play. And then in game five, the sharks have a three one lead.
0: Yep. And blow it.
1: And they blow it. They stopped after the Schlemko goal goal, they stopped playing their game. Right. And they started playing protect the lead, and we know that doesn't work. No, especially against a fast team. It was it was a shooting gallery for Edmonton, and they they broke through. It was such a mistake, and that is on the players. That's on the coaches. Like I, I can't believe that that happened, and has seems to happen to the Sharks more than other teams. I guess, but I, I don't watch other teams like I watch the Sharks, but. I just feel like they blow it in big games and situations like that more than most.
0: Right. And it then, was very frustrating. And then they, and then the, the overtime was more the same. And the Sharks, right. I don't even know if they had a shot in the first half of the f- first overtime. And they had a couple of chances, but Edmonton had by far more chances. They were by far more dangerous. And it caught up with them.
1: And game six, you see them lose on basically a Paul Martin flub.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Joe Pavelski hits the post in the crossbar. Right. That would I mean, have tied like it, it. it.
1: It went everywhere but the goal. Right. The Sharks did not play well for 50 minutes and played really well for the final 10. And it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And um, they didn't deserve to win the series. No. They yeah. didn't. And Edmonton was the better team. If the Sharks had been completely healthy, might this have gone the other way? I don't know. Maybe. 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 I don't know. But I think you can't win a series going one for 18 on the power play, dude.
0: Right. And have... Yeah, I'm not going to say I think the Sharks are a big favorite if everybody was healthy, but... I think something's wrong with Pavs, too, because he was having trouble at certain points. It seemed like something was wrong with his hand or his arm or something. I'm not sure he was completely healthy either, but basically, that means Thornton and Marlowe and Couture and Hurdle are all hurt pretty badly, right? I mean, those are four of your top six forwards. Not too many teams are going to do great. I mean, Joe, it's amazing he even played. It's amazing he could even get up and down the ice.
1: It's a, it, it's,
0: and and
1: it's a heroic effort.
0: And one of the worst things you can have as a hockey player is a is a busted up foot because you know you're using your foot in ways that you never use it in other sports and in other activities. You have to p- pivot and and put pressure on the inside and the outside and every part of the foot. It, I'm sure it was excruciating to try and play through that. I'm sure it was terrible. And of course. When you have a broken thumb, you can't shoot, can't handle the puck worth anything. Right. For the most part. So, you know, (laughs) good sure by his own admission, he couldn't really eat, sleep, or breathe. Other than (laughs) other than that, he's doing great. Yeah. Right? So it's just, you know, it it caught up to him. They got unlucky in some ways. And as you said, I think even under the best of circumstances, it would have been a pretty tight series. I mean, it's not like all the games would have gone like game three. And I mean to be
1: honest, let's say they did pull this out. This wasn't going to work out for the long haul. Mm-mm. They weren't going to make it through four series like this.
0: No, no, no.
1: Because these aren't injuries that magically heal in a couple of days. That's right. I mean, I I don't think Joe could have played yeah. three more rounds. There's no way. Like, There's no way. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess we shouldn't underestimate him really with anything, and maybe he doesn't feel pain, yeah. as Couture was allured, alluding to. Although I would question if Couture feels pain either, but uh, I- I'm very impressed and proud of those players for the dedication they showed to the Sharks team and the fans by going out there and playing. Like they, you know, I may be disappointed in the result, but I'm not disappointed in the guys. Right, and um, it doesn't mean that. There's not some hard decisions coming up involving some of the names that we just talked about, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't lessen my affection for them as players and as as guys who are so important to the success that we had last year. And um, it just didn't end the way that any of us would have wanted, of course, but I think it ended the way it probably was going to. Yeah. Which was the Sharks not making it to the Stanley Cup final again, which is disappointing, especially when you see who's left in the Western Conference and you think again, yeah. like the opportunity may have been there again right. to um, think the Sharks at full strength can beat Anaheim. And then whoever's left between Nashville and St. Louis, they're two good teams. Think it will be Nashville. And we've already done that, you know what I mean. Yeah. Now they're yeah. better, they're I think, better. than they were last year, they're and they're different. better. But still, yeah. like, yeah. you you wouldn't have gone into it going, uh, "This isn't going to work out." So, yeah, another possible m- missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. But clearly, through the injuries, not in the cards, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I'm reluctant to go into a full on post-mortem this needs to happen next and that needs to happen next and these guys need to be you know certainly it's it's natural to think okay season's over now what and sure I'll, there's been a lot of opinions out there I know we got one particularly good email from Tom that I don't think I'm going to read this week I may put it off to the next one or the one after because kind of want to see what happens in the next round kind of want to get some perspective on what's going on there's some more some more news might come out some changes might get you know things might happen that we don't know know about. Um, I don't think it's we should necessarily go into the full bore discussion of should the sharks resign Joe Thornton and, right. and Patrick Marlowe. And I know right. Mark Purdy's already written a few articles. It seems like about those very topics already. I'm not. I'm not sure how I feel about that. You know, certainly uh, a 37-year-old center with a terrible knee injury is not exactly on your short list of...
1: Coming off his worst statistical season.
0: Coming off his worst statistical season, it, he's not really on your short list of, of guys that you want to go go get, right? On the free agent market, right? I mean, it's certainly a very sort of risky scenario under the best of circumstances. And Purdy says, well, maybe that means the Sharks can get him for almost nothing. I don't, maybe Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and certainly Patty Marlowe's is another question mark going forward. So, um, and then there's the whole Vegas draft and all that kind of stuff, you know, coming up, you know, and who are, who's the sharks going to expose and who would Vegas take and all those kinds of things. We'll, we'll be exploring that definitely in more depth in the coming weeks, I think. But, uh, well, to the 2016, <laughs> 2017 sharks, dude, cheers. cheers, dude, cheers.
1: Yeah. Um, Let's mm. just take a real quick bourbony. Like <laughs> yummy caramely. <laughs> uh clearly I think and I don't want to speak for you but I think you would agree that the thing that needs needs to change the most is the power play has to improve. Like It has to get back (laughs) to where it was last year, where it was third in the NHL, 22.5%. And this year, they go from that to 16.7%, 25th in the NHL, worst in the playoffs.
0: Roman Polak clearly was the key.
1: (laughs) I don't get it. I don't understand. Like I I don't know what happened. I don't know why it got worse and worse and worse as the year went to the point where it just was so bad. And... And I put something on Twitter during one of the games. I think it was game three. where I said, when will the coaching staff decide to change up the power play units? Like, why do you keep sending out the same collection of players repeatedly insisting if you bang your head against the wall over and over and over again that it will finally work out? Why not shuffle? You shuffle the lines, the regular lines, right, throughout the game, but you refuse to shuffle the power play units, and i I think that was a major error.
0: Yeah, how couldn't? You're right; they were the worst power play team going into the playoffs, and outside of that one game, one for 18 is what is that? You know, it's it's uh, a little over five percent. we six, seven percent. I mean, that's that's terrible. That's that's awful even 12 to 14% is awful. Double that is awful. So uh
1: and it that's a generous 1 for 18, to all say, because like <laughs> I I it was so bad at times like we were
0: dumbfounded. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't I lost count of how many times the sharks would be on the power play all five players would be standing still. Just standing there. Standing the guy with the puck standing there, all four other guys standing there. And the and the penalty killing team is like this is the easiest penalty kill of the world. It, I could just it, stand right in the lane it really and nothing's going to happen. I mean,
1: there was there was no threat of anything but a a prayer shot that right. you hope somebody tips. Right. What kind of strategy is that?
0: But everybody knew that's what was going to happen. I know. Because that's what happened the entire beginning of the season. The only thing is maybe the Sharks were a victim of Brent Burns' success because he was so dominating in the early part of the season. The guy was basically scoring points at will anywhere on the ice. He would score himself, he would pass for the tip, and it would go in, and then he he cooled off, and he never really caught fire again, and I mean, you know, obviously a bright spot in this late area, part of the season, is that he was nominated for the Norris, Uh, I think he's going to win, right? He's got to win, Um, just a, a purely dominating offensive performance by Brent Burns, and I feel like they put too many eggs in that basket. They said give it to Burns, he'll figure it out. He'll make points happen, which he was doing the first 3 months of the season, but he was not doing certainly after about the 15th of March. And I agree with you, they should have tried something different. Even great players get cold. It happens, you know.
1: Well, give them the opportunity to play with somebody else. Like I this I don't get it. Like I mean you've got young creative players in Hurdle Tyranny, you know, Meyer, you know, you you um Carlson. Right. You know that you're playing in in other combinations. Like why not mix it up a little bit? Right. P- put put Hansen and Bodker out there with Yeah. with Thornton and see what happens. Like or Ward, but but, just,
0: and then Ward stands in front of the net and Bodker right. and Hansen skate I, around.
1: I just I don't understand. Like yeah. and and I would love to ask that question. And and I don't know what the answer is, but I found that to be inexcusable, and um, I don't know. We've seen the Chicago Blackhawks fire one of their assistant coaches because their penalty kill was miserable mm-hmm. all year and in the playoffs. Will Steve Spott suffer the same fate here in San Jose, dude?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I'm, it's hard to make an argument that he should stay. <laughs> if that was his main job his main area of influence, Yeah, that was a a huge drop off and a huge problem for the team all year and even more embarrassing in the playoffs, as you said.
1: So that's something to keep an eye on. And if it's gonna happen, I think it would happen soon because, you know, the coaching prospects are being right, you know, sucked up, you know, by other teams. So if, if you're looking to get a different coach in here, I would think that we would see whatever changes might happen on the coaching staff, if any at all know, be um, happening within the next week or two, but um, but that's the most immediate thing that I think that we can keep our eye on because the rest is just pure speculation, right? Until it's
0: going to be people getting, you know, you see Instagrams of Logan Couture with his mouth open, which is like watching a <laughs> oh garbage God. fire. Oh, it's awful, just awful. That so whatever happened to him, poor poor guy. That's just terrible.
1: <laughs> Another thing that. You know, I know we're not going to get into specific breakdowns of the roster, dude. But as I was looking at the salary cap and looking at the draft pick situation moving forward, and and seeing that the Sharks have one pick in the first four rounds this year, and it's their first round pick, they have no second, no third, no fourth. Like that's incredibly troubling. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: yeah, um, it's a team that needs some help,
1: and you know we've seen the barracuda be successful this year i think that there are some good young kind of unheralded players on that team whether they're going to be good nhl players or they're good ahl players i don't know but they're having success right now at the ahl level but um and there's some you know some people who are having success in junior and and, and having some success at the college level that may be here to contribute sooner, but you know, the, the big question that has been put out there by many people, you know, on blogs and in newspaper reports and Kevin Kurz is, you know, what, what direction are we going to go here? Like, right. Right. Is this, is this another kick at the can with the same group or is this uh we concede Edmonton and we're going to take a step back.
0: Right. Because other teams are not standing still, right? Other teams are on the rise in the fall as well, right? You could certainly make the case that certainly Chicago, to my great surprise, is on the fall right now.
1: Yeah. Well, they, they I did
0: not see that coming. I Their
1: strategy has backfired in the last two years. Like it's backfired. Like it didn't work out last year when they tried to add some, Spare parts at the end, and they got rid of key players and tried to bring some guys in at the end, and it it didn't work out. And then this year, the same strategy again, mm-hmm. keeping their core together, very talented core, that's gobbling up a lion's share of the salary cap, and they have to supplement it with, you know, some, you know, foreign free agents, young players. And role players mm-hmm. and then bring in some Blackhawks has <laughs> who are at the end of their careers right. to try and, you know, inject some life at the end. And Oduya and Campbell were not up for it right. and um, it didn't work out for them. And they're at a bit of a crossroads themselves. They They have a different...
0: They have a different problem.
1: A different problem, but similar in some ways where, you know, they have a core of players... That they, for the first time, have to maybe seriously consider breaking up, yep. and because Keith and Seabrook are on the wrong side of thirty, yep. Hosa on the wrong side of thirty, absolutely. Um, they're you know I, I think Taze and Kane are clearly safe, but I mean, <laughs> right. But but the others, like you've got to wonder, like what what are they going to do? You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. And the LA Kings, a dominant team, three or four years ago, did not make the playoffs this year with a lot of the same core players.
0: Yep, yep.
1: And their supplemental moves did not work out. Last year, Doug Wilson pushed all the right buttons. Paul Martin, Joel Ward, Martin Jones worked out beautifully. This year,
0: not so much.
1: Mikel Bodker... Not a miserable failure, but a failure. Like I think
0: if he could press. Oh, I think it's bordering on miserable. <laughs> well,
1: I, I don't think I don't think he was awful. I just think that he it was not a good fit. Yeah. Like, and if he could press undo, he would. Yeah. Yeah. David Schlemko, I think we really liked him at the beginning of the year, but something was weird about this year and David Schlemko, right? Like, it yeah. it's like Pete DeBoer doesn't like him. Yeah, like,
0: that was so, that was sort of the feeling. And he certainly doesn't seem to like Miguel Bodker. He scratched him in the playoffs.
1: Right. Well, I mean, so those two new players, it seems like coach doesn't like him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: And the Yannick Hansen trade, I like Yannick Hansen as a player. He did not have a major impact no. on the fortunes of this team. No, he did not. So Doug Wilson pushed buttons that didn't work out.
0: Right. Right. So So what happens now? So
1: what happens now? Right. And um it's a, it's probably I think the most critical decision that Tug Wilson's gonna have to make as a GM. What direction do you go from here?
0: Right. I mean, I know some people are saying, Cut ties to these guys and some people say, Yeah, see if you can get them for cheap and it's gonna be a, a tough call. It's a tough call.
1: But I don't even know if price is the issue here. It's part of it. But, and we've said this before, as long as you have those two guys around, this is their team. Pretty much. You can much. say Joe Thornton is the captain, or so Joe Pavelski is the captain, but we know the truth.
0: Right, right. Right? Yeah.
1: This is Joe Thornton's team. Like, and as long as he's here, it's his team. And by no means am I saying he's the problem.
0: No, 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 no.
1: And there's not a ready-made answer in terms of replacing him.
0: Yeah, there isn't. But,
1: you know, are you... What would make you more miserable next year? If the Sharks lost in the first round or missed the playoffs and picked 17th? Or if they took a step back and let Tierney play 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we saw some of the kids and they didn't make the playoffs. And when you knew you just weren't going to be able to match with the top of the division anyways. Right. So I, I don't know. I mean, like <laughs> we don't know the answer right now. Yeah. If the sharks reload and sign Marlow and Thornton, will they win the Pacific? Could they?
0: Sure. I guess. Sure.
1: I'm not convinced of that.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Because I think the other teams are good and getting better. Yeah. And the Sharks are holding serve with their veteran core. And if you look at the unrestricted free agency list, it's not good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not but they're gonna go not, get a lot of Garrett I mean, guy. the
1: the highlighted names, you know, Kevin Shattenkirk's by far the best player. Mm-hmm. That is not somebody the Sharks would ever think of pursuing. No. And then you look at the forwards, and it's like, okay, TJ Oshie? No. no, Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. It's
0: Two, two St. Louis players that St. Louis did not need to do well this year, right? They're, they're, the, they're still the surprise. I mean, they whooped Minnesota. They whooped. Well, them. not according
1: to Bruce Boudreaux, dude. What? The sorest loser on, on the planet. <laughs> I mean, he said that the better team didn't win. That's what he said. And I, I guess if you look at analytics, that bears out to be true. But, hey, I mean, St. Louis won
0: 4-1. So won four out of five games. They did and, some, right?
1: Well, their goalie was awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was awesome. Sometimes that's all you need. That's and how it Minnesota's
1: works. top players didn't play well. They didn't score.
0: Sorry. That's enough. Yeah, that's enough right there, right? That's enough to turn a series. Bruce
1: Boudreaux, most overrated coach in NHL history, maybe. And I... Yeah. (laughs) I mean, geez. I mean, that's just got to be brutal. I certainly will not pick them in the Vegas draft. (laughs) Maybe they'll be the unpicked team. (laughs) Maybe they'll be the unpicked team. (laughs) They'll win the Central and they'll be unpicked. Guaranteed first-round loss.
0: Dude, I mean certainly Nashville beating chicago we talked about that already so we'll leave that series aside but what about anaheim beating calgary i mean you know my a friend of mine who's from calgary and is a flames fan although he lives here said anaheim beat him a bunch this year and calgary did not have the solution and that bore out yeah it bore out what it what what happened
1: some in some cases, it's. I mean, we saw it last year with the Sharks and the Kings, it's just not a good matchup. Yeah, like, yeah, the Sharks were a bad matchup for the Kings last year, it was a bad matchup, and the Sharks were a bad matchup for the Blues. Like, it, you know, the Sharks and Preds were very evenly matched, that was the best series, right? Um, and then to follow it with, with the Blues series was sort of like, ugh, I mean, yeah. like, you know, we kind of stuck it to them, like, it wasn't a good matchup for them, and I think this was a case of that. I think it was similar for the Sharks.
0: Like Edmonton has everything the Sharks are not good. Yeah, they're at
1: not the- they're not equipped to handle that kind of speed. It was what beat them in the finals. It's so similar. You know, a bunch of
0: even uh, though they shut down the best player in the league. I know. I mean is, McDavid, which is pretty amazing. Yeah,
1: they they did a great job of McDavid and um they still didn't win. So Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's hard to to not wonder what could have happened if if the Sharks had been healthy. But it doesn't matter, dude. So, yeah, I mean, the Ducks and Flames, good matchup. I mean, the Ducks, Gibson played well. The Ducks played well without Cam Fowler. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Ducks handle the speed... Of Edmonton because you gotta figure that Kessler is gonna be so far at Mcdaver's butt oh yeah that like that's <laughs> gonna he's gonna be a non factor again I think because Kessler's just gonna
0: yeah he'll ride him he'll be out there the whole time
1: so um
0: so you picking Anaheim
1: I am dude I I think Anaheim will win this series I think that Edmonton um I, I think that if Edmonton tries the shenanigans that they were doing with the Sharks, I think the Ducks will score.
0: Right. <laughs> I think I you know, I'm starting to believe that Edmonton won't pursue those shenanigans because the Ducks have those kinds of guys that can retaliate and McClellan knew that he could pursue those shenanigans, like you said. And so I think they're just I think Edmonton's gonna win because they're just gonna go full on speed, pedal to the metal. See if you can beat us end-to-end. End. Yeah. It goal would line, not surprise me. Goal line to goal line. Let's see if you can beat us.
1: It would not surprise me at all. I and mean, I, The only reason why I'm leaning pretty strongly towards the Ducks is just straight-up experience. Like I think that that team has much more experience in their core and that they will that will win out in the end when you're dealing with two teams that are pretty evenly matched. Yep. So I will go Ducks. I will say Ducks in 5.
0: Wow. You you're saying a beatdown.
1: Um I think they'll be close games. I just think the Ducks will win in 5. Like I think that they they will I think Edmonton may get a little starry-eyed and I could see Edmonton getting hammered in the first game. Just Right. You know coming off the high of winning the series, they may go into Anaheim and just get whooped.
0: Yeah. Corey Corey Perry's not going to be impressed with any of them, regardless of what happens. No. He is not going to be wowed. That's
1: a pretty salty trio, actually, (laughs) between the three of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go Ducks, too. And I think we're both going Nashville over St. Louis, even though St. Louis really surprised us and they played really well. And, you know, Nashville could... You know, they could get in some trouble with St. Louis if St. Louis can do that that shutdown thing that they do. Yeah, it's the... Can can they frustrate... Nashville's got
1: so many good mobile defensemen that I yeah. think can can break through that kind of style. Um, The biggest question for Nashville, for me, going into this was, is Rene going to be up for it?
0: And he was awesome. He's up for it. Yeah, so, he's up for it. Um, can he keep it going, though? That's the question. Yeah, I he did not have a good regular season. I'm going to say Nashville in five. I think that those are going to be two fairly uneventful series. No, that's going to go longer because St. Louis can St. Louis can grind out a win or two at home, I think on their own. And if, and if Nashville makes a bad mistake, then St. Louis will make a pay and then just shut the whole thing down. All right. So that's going to go at least six, if not seven. Wow. In the East dude, uh, we had um, the Rangers, obviously a big upset over the number one seeded Montreal uh, Canadians. And Ottawa, even though they were technically the higher seed, I think Vegas had Boston as the favorite. Yeah, one of
1: the he- most heavily favored. I mean, Boston, boy, that I mean, that what they were really frustrating to watch. Like they, <laughs> they, I think they've got some interesting pieces moving forward. Like you know, I think sure. the, that they're going to be good. And they also were just hammered by injuries. Troy Krug didn't even play. Right, and Krejci missed multiple games in that series. Yeah. So, yeah, that that hurt them a lot. And Ottawa is, is extremely frustrating to watch and not very good. So right. It's true. I think but somehow they find a way to win. I'm going to say Rangers in six.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I think that sounds about right. I could say even Rangers in five. Right? That might go even faster. I mean, Ottawa's luck may have run out here.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Rangers, though, seem to step on their own feet, like, sometimes. <laughs> That's and true. just make it they get in their own way.
0: Although their goalie stepped up too. I mean, True. L- I mean, Lundquist really played well against probably the best goalie on earth and right. carry price. I mean, right. he's a guy who can get you talking to yourself and the Rangers managed to win that series yeah. to their credit. Yeah. So, and then of course the ridiculous fact that Washington, the best team in the league is, is playing Pittsburgh, the second best team in the league in the second round. Yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's stupid.
1: Yeah, it is stupid, dude. You're
0: right. It is stupid.
1: But, but that's how they set it up, dude.
0: And Pittsburgh has to be the favorite. They're the favorite.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know for Vegas. I don't know. I mean, the Washington-Toronto series was fascinating, and I think we all saw how good Toronto is going to be.
0: How good they can be.
1: Yeah, I I think that they're going to be. Like that's the team to watch, like, you know, it's funny to see like what a drama storyline this would be, dude. If you have you know have Washington and Toronto playing in the first round of the playoffs this year and then next year they play again except for Shaq Kirk's playing for the other team.
0: Right. Could happen.
1: Like, you know, I mean like that like Toronto is another like really good defenseman away from being freaking scary. Yeah. And Frederick Anderson during that series was good in spots. He was really good.
0: Yeah, that's that's a hole for them, I think. Started.
1: Oh, I don't think so. I think that he can be he can when he's healthy, he can be really good.
0: Okay. Can be really good at times. Is not good enough. Well, I think. Okay. But anyway, so bring back uh, James Reimer. How about uh, Jonas Gustafsson?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the other guy. Uh, the other guy. Um, oh God he bounced around the league so many times. He was in um, Edmonton, dude. He went to Edmonton goalie for a while. It, he was in tandem with Reimer. Oh, it's going to
0: really bother me. Not Damn Bern- it. Not Jonathan Bernier.
1: No, dude. No, it was uh,
0: not, not Gustafson. No. Okay. No. never mind. Anyway, moment has gone. So Pittsburgh, Washington, dude, who you got? I have Pittsburgh in the Vegas, in the bet. Vegas bet, right? And, and I have Washington. I'm
1: saying Washington wins this series. <laughs> and I have Washington, and I'm saying
0: Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, <laughs> how do you bet against the Stanley Cup champion? I hope you're right, dude. That crushed. I, I hope that you're right. the Blue Jackets.
1: I think that when you're playing Washington, they will expose the loss of Latang, Kunitz, and you know company coming back off of injury. I really hope might so. Take them. Some time to get warmed back up. Like, I don't know. Like, I want Pittsburgh to win selfishly for yeah. the Vegas bet. I don't think they're going to. I think it's going to be Washington. I'm going to think it's going to be brutal, though. I think it's going to be a seven game series.
0: I think whoever wins that series wins the cup.
1: See, I I think whoever wins that series, if it goes seven, could be if if New York takes care of business and if they. I know they shouldn't be looking ahead, but they should be looking ahead because they go, okay, if we can get rid of these chumps (laughs) and be waiting for whoever emerges from this... Bloodbath? You know, total bloodbath. This, like, you know, West Side Story, you know, chain and switchblade fight, then we could be really well-rested and ready to go against whoever's going to be coming out with whatever kind of injuries and beat upness that they have. Mm -hmm. And that could put the Rangers in a better spot. I mean, I thought that that might be what Montreal was going to be able to do. And now it might be the Rangers that's able to do it. So um, Washington and Pittsburgh are the two best teams. Will they make it to the finals? I don't know. Like, I think the Rangers could, I mean, that could have been a sneaky bet in Vegas in a futures bet.
0: Yeah. Oh, the Rangers? Yeah. That's I mean, true. just
1: because, you know...
0: I'm just looking back over our Vegas picks, dude. Uh, uh, you know, we're 4-4 four to four right now. I have Washington, the Rangers, Ottawa, and Edmonton. You have Anaheim, Nashville, St. Louis, and Pittsburgh. You have three Western teams. I have three Eastern teams. You know, I, if Washington loses, I'm in deep, deep trouble because I think Pittsburgh makes it to the finals, and then you're going to definitely have the West. So that's going to be a But this whole
1: thing has not played out the way that we expected. Right. So... Um, seeing a a uh, a Nashville-New York Rangers-Stanley Cup final <laughs> would not have been anything that anybody would have predicted. That's true. But it wouldn't be shocking at, at all. This,
0: at this point, it would like, not. It really
1: wouldn't. And you could make a logical case that that's going to be what's going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, you're really good. Oh, sure. It sure. wouldn't
1: take a lot to convince somebody that the Rangers and Nashville will be playing for the Stanley Cup finals. Right. So, right. Um. You heard it here first, dude. <laughs> so we talk be... about how we're famous? Are
0: we we're famous? we talking about we're
1: famous, dude? We were reported in the Edmonton Journal, dude.
0: Is that a real newspaper?
1: It is, dude. It's a major newspaper in the Edmonton area, dude. And we were quoted multiple times by Edmonton Oilers beat writer David Staples.
0: He actually listened to the podcast. He
1: did. And then he wrote about us. It was weird. It was weird. It was wonderful.
0: It was. Did you feel
1: like... I felt like that there were 10 people around the Edmonton area that all read that.
0: <laughs> like maybe 12.
1: <laughs> and our listenership really spiked.
0: Did it really? No. How do we know? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it was nice. I mean, dude, that's nice. You know, like, absolutely. listen to it. And, and then he was, was very, very complimentary t- uh, about us. And he was complimentary to us on Twitter. And I, I just don't know, dude. I mean, like, it. we've been doing this for how many years? Too long. <laughs> I mean, how many years have we been doing the podcast? Since wait so we've been doing this for nine years, Yeah, almost, right? almost. We're coming on the 10-year anniversary, which we're going to have to do something. I don't know what. We used to give away t-shirts, and we tried to do our 100th episode from a bar, and nobody showed up.
0: Right, we did that.
1: You know, so we'll have to out. do something, dude. I still have this. some
0: t-shirts. I'll have to get them back we're out. Doing this for 10 years. Yeah. I
1: mean, when we were in our early 30s, now look at us.
0: Look at us now.
1: Look at us in our early 40s. <laughs> <laughs> Shell of our former selves. That's right. Oh man, do you remember we used to when we first started doing this? We would record the show, and then we would afterwards we'd be like, "Oh, I didn't like that. Let's do it
0: again." And we record it again. We would do it again. We haven't like, done that in a while.
1: In probably we haven't done that in probably eight,
0: eight years. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> now the garbage that you get is the garbage that you get. That's right. Oh man, dude, it'd be funny to go back and post the original episode. On I, the 10 year anniversary,
0: it's been a long time since I listened to that very first episode. I have listened to it like years after the fact. Wasn't that good?
1: <laughs> well, that's why we got to post it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's you why can, you can still get it. I mean, it's in the archives. I know, you but that's
1: just why you that's why we got to we should go back through and post our 10 favorite episodes.
0: Oh my god, like the
1: Dan Boyle exorcism. Has to be yeah. at the top, the Christian Erhoff. Uh, yeah, uh, the techno, jo- uh, the Jody
0: Shelley Show Jody tunes.
1: Jody Shelley Show tunes. Yeah, was good. There's a bunch of good stuff in there, dude. Yeah, and We some had some stuff. great interviews. We, we had, had like
0: three or four really good episodes out of like 360. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, dude. Well, we were so spoiled last off season. Yeah. By not having to kill months of time, with. Just reckless speculation, and right. here we are. There's just a weird part of us that enjoys it.
0: Oh, absolutely!
1: But I would way rather be watching the Sharks play hockey. So
0: me too, me too. Uh, There's going to be good. Se- all of the series are going to be well, except maybe the Ottawa series are, are going to be pretty good. Like I'm, I'm interested in all of yeah, them actually. And
1: we, we're, we're invested because we got Vegas, we got Vegas. Vegas. So
0: we're invested in the outcomes, dude. And thanks, Chicago, and Minnesota. <laughs> thanks a lot.
1: We got a lot left. To talk about this summer, we've got the draft. We've got the Vegas expansion draft. The Sharks have $18.1 million in cap space. They have three unrestricted free agents, four restricted free agents who are people who played regular meaningful minutes this year. So there's some big decisions coming. You know,
0: actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to a Barracuda playoff game. You will? I'm going to go. I think next week I'm going to go.
1: You already have tickets.
0: I don't already have tickets, but I've already marked it on my calendar. I think I'm going to go. I want to see that team play. I'm going to be. I want to be excited about Barclay Goodrow again.
1: Wow, the bar is really low for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know the Sharks aren't playing. What can I do,
1: dude? I support that, and um, I will try and go as well. Sounds good, dude. All right, dude. Well, until we uh, come back, we will focus on the Barracuda and hopefully their long. Uh, gray the, Cup. Gray, no. Kelly Cup calder cup
0: calder cup i think it's calder calder Cup. calder cup yeah
1: chase for the calder cup gray
0: cups like cfl That's yeah right. yes yeah, calder kelly cup,
1: cup i think is the echl
0: okay calder dude, it is why do
1: we know this stuff dude? i want to point out up here uh in your uh in your puck case that bobby chowman buckles are <laughs> pretty good right now dude river <laughs> kings bobby chowman <laughs> <laughs>
0: go barracuda go barracuda
1: dude <laughs>
0: Show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at
1: dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.